Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, guys, welcome to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans, taking you through the wonderful and wacky world of heavy metal, heavy rock, punk, and all things in between, um, and even ghost stories if you go back and listen to one episodes back at Halloween. Um, thanks for staying with me and listening to my warbling on for all these times. I'm on almost 140-odd episodes. It's close to uh, close to three years. I'm pretty. It's pretty incredible journey, actually, but I thought this week... Um, we got some really good news here in Australia. Uh, we got some really nice and amazing bands coming in. Uh, not big mainstream bands either, but ones that we've always wanted to see. And one of them that's coming to Canberra next year is Kirith Ungul. Kirith Ungul is, were formed in 1971 in uh, in America. They were a doom band, sort of heavy metal band, but they do metal and they sort of they all their lyrical content. And imagery is based around, as you'd imagine, the name like Kirith Ungul, which is from Lord of the Rings, uh, sort of uh, fantasy-based lyrics. You don't get um, hard, cutting-edge, um, you know, commentary here. This is this is uh, fantasy at its best. Now, I was thinking to do a whole show on on them, and I will do eventually, I think. But I thought, no, you know what? Why? Why did I, in my brain, I always considered them to be um, a sort of spin-off of new wave of British heavy metal, right? Um, now, as you might all know, if you listen to my show long enough, Nwobam is really a passion of mine, and I do enjoy uh, all aspects of this particular movement. Uh, birth from punk, um, even though they don't like to admit it, you know, taking that sort of DIY ethic the speed, the amphetamines, the the uh, heaviness, the craziness, very Britishness of new wave of British heavy metal. It's up there right in the title, isn't it, really? Um, now, it, many things have been said about this particular movement. I'm not going to go on about it and reiterate it because I've already talked about it before. But what I thought about was if an American band like Kirith Ungul can be, in my brain, I consider them new wave of British heavy metal, Influenced, even though clearly they weren't, they were formed in 1971. I thought to myself, if a ba- if bands um, that were sort of uh, that, that still still play now or played back then across the world, because even though pre-internet, yes, and I, I'm listening, you know, people that are listening, my God, what you mean there was a world before the internet? Yes, there was in a pre in a in a in the in the Eden of life, as I'd like to call it. Hang on when you had to go and look things up in the library and go to the record shop and send letters to each other and actually write things down and communicate in a way that took some effort. Um, I'm sounding like a dinosaur now, I don't mean to, but you, you know, you know, people in my generation understand where I'm coming from, but um, the, the music scene was a more, um, I don't know, it was a more sort of elastic uh, and a little bit more... Um, a bit more fanatical in a way that because you had to wait for a letter from your mate from America maybe who might have an American band in a cassette that you get 
delivered to you because he sends it to you or you're waiting for the that week's sometime overseas if you're living overseas you're waiting for that month's copy of Kerrang because you don't get it weekly in America like in the UK like you do in the UK you might need to wait for any form of music press enemy sounds melody maker metal hammer whatever you whatever you, whichever way you took your musical um you know keeping up to date with the musical trends and so you, it wasn't as sort of at the fingertips like it is now so you, it always amazes me how um, a sound like new wave a british heavy metal which is a, cl- a classic as i'm talking about now manages to reach the furthest corners of the world pre-internet because these bands these bands couldn't tour they didn't have the money to tour in Brazil and Argentina and France and Germany and Sweden and Denmark. They may have done, but they were not big enough to draw crowds. Um, certainly not. Uh, so the bigger bands, like maybe sort of like Judas Priest, even though, as I said before, I think they, that's, a, calling Judas Priest and Wobbum is a bit of a misnomer. Um, but, you know, Iron Maiden, Def Leppard, Angel Witch, Diamond Head, the sort of forerunners of the big, big bend, the big hitters of the new wave of British heavy metal scene, um, would have done some tours, but not many. Now, mainly it was to do with them being on small labels that then got onto metal compilation albums that then were sold at extortionate prices in overseas imports. I mean, you don't pay the different imports anymore. I remember the old days. Again, I'm sounding old now, guys, but it's true. Um, where you bought a record, and I've got lots of them, where I've got the import version. And sometimes the import version had different artwork, different track uh, listing, different track orders, extra tracks, less tracks. Um, and you you paid a little bit more for the import version. Particularly in the UK, it was more import of American. Not so much European, but more American, and sometimes Australasian, but mostly American or Japanese. And to get the the best way of getting your money for value for money there was you you probably buy an import compilation album you know metal for mothers or or whatever you got it whatever you got um, and you'd hear that one song and after hearing that one song and falling in love with that one song like the way that Metallica did with um, Holocaust and with Venom and bands like that that they they f- heard them on these these um, compilation albums and these mixtapes and you know underground tape trading which i've talked about before earlier on in my series so you can go back there and have a listen to that um if you haven't already and so it you know it always surprises me that these bands um expand the way they do expand like the the movements i mean as i said now drop of a hat in 30 seconds flat um well, I'm a poet. Uh, it's drop of a hat, three seconds flat. You can uh, you can spread the gospel of your band to ears of millions via all sorts of platforms. You know, um, TikToks and Facebooks and whatever. It's all there, right? Spotify. It's easy to do. And so, well, it's not easy to do, but it's it's much easier to do than it was back then. You know, and then you don't, you know, the glorious, wonderful nature of lo-fi music is is really lost its lust. Like, you know, I still um, get a warm and fuzzy feeling when I listen to lo-fi um, music. You know, not polished and clipped and preened and and you know, digitized within its yin yang of itself. Um, you know, you listen to lo-fi music and and a lot of New Wave of British Heavy Metal took its took that sort of standard bearer from was a standard bearer from punk that and carried it on with that lo-fi anyone can do ethic you know recorded in your garage kind of feel um, as I mentioned last week but when I was talking about Venom it, it, it's it is that sort of uh, anyone can do it let's just get on and make it sound which makes which makes punk so much important to me and to a lot of people and so this is what the New Wave of British Metal had and I like you know, when you went to get those cassettes that were delivered, to, you know, from a mate of yours overseas, it was probably copied 50 times from a tape that had already been copied 20 times. So, you know, it was getting more and more, you know, uh, sound quality was getting worse and worse and worse. But I was at a gig on the weekend, uh, Witch Skull, I was talking to their merch guy, who's actually a friend of Steve Harris, 
crazy, and is a big Marillion fan like me, crazy. And we were talking about the same thing about, you know, we'd hunt out Marillion bootlegs, didn't matter what the quality of them was. We just wanted to have the bootlegs. It meant that we could hear another live album version of them when we couldn't be there. And I think, again, this is what Norbum is so good for and what it's so amazing about is that it that it was sort of that uh, raw energy that is lost really lost I genuinely mean it lost in modern music yeah there's low vibe stuff going on but it's so hard to find and a lot of time to be honest they're trying to be lo-fi for lo- lo-fi sense and not doing it because it's the only thing they can do and you can sense the sort of like fakeness of it um but I do sort of, I sort of miss that, you know, um, kids getting together and f- for the love of, you know, Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath and Deep Purple and whoever. And just sort of, you know, digging into a sound in their garage and making their own sound that was sort of a homage to all the rest. You know, it wasn't, it's not copying, it's just your way of, it's like when you're looking at, when you learn to write handwrite, you know, when you learn to do handwriting. Um, when you were a kid, you'd copy what we had the teacher had on the board. Copy, copy, copy. And that became your sense, your your personal way of writing. It's the same with music. You copy, copy, copy for so long that eventually you, you, you just, it becomes your sense of music, right? And so, like, you know, it, it, I do miss that sort of sense of it. I think to the, you know, today's stuff is a little bit, even the, even the modern and I'm going to do, I'm doing air mark air quotation marks here. Um, modern uh, Nawabum influenced music is almost um, trying to be something it's not. It's you know it's um I I like thrash like black metal like sometimes instead of finding their own individual niche they just they step into a rut and become um, a sort of stereotype of themselves. Now that's fine because they still make fun music. But it's a sort of sadness when we realise that there. I certainly feel that that um, the glory days of that sort of wonderment of post-punk, um, new wave, new wave of British heavy metal, um, all the genres bursting out into the into the world. I reminisce. I mean, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? It sounds like an old man going, "Oh, I remember the old days." Oh, but it is true, right? It's like I went to a gig on Sunday night. Um, now, bear with me here, guys. Now, this is a bit off tangent, but I was feeling really, really not that great. I got a bit of a bang over from Saturday night, which had been a massively fantastic night. Sort of went and thought, I'll go and... My friend said, oh, we're going to see this band. I forgot I'd said, yes, I'd go. And so I dutifully bought a ticket. I won't name the band. I don't want to cause a fuss on this on this show. Uh, I don't, don't want to... Um, if you go to my page, you'll probably work out who it is because I do a blog about it. Anyway... Um, the most unprofessional, um, foul-mouthed, atrociously arrogant prick of a man, um, belittling the audience. Fine, that's fine. Belittle the audience. I'm used to it. I've been to punk concerts. That doesn't bother me. But don't stand there and stop a song halfway through and abuse the drummer on stage. You wouldn't go to someone's workplace and watch their boss abuse them halfway through doing soap with someone you just wouldn't do it right you'd take him aside quietly afterwards um you know he left the stage for nigh on 15 minutes just to smoke something that was probably you know the devil's lettuce right um but that aside if i'd paid 20 bucks and I'd gone to a gig that I thought was going to be like that. It would not bother me. The fact that I went to a gig where I thought it was going to be a bit more spaced out and relaxed, man. Um, and I paid a lot more than 20 bucks. I didn't expect that kind of behavior. But especially towards the ladies in the audience, it was really quite outrageous. Now, where I'm coming from there is, uh, in the old days of my early punk youth, uh, I would have jumped that barrier and probably rammed his 12-string guitar right up his rectum butt. I didn't, uh, because we're grown up. Now, I don't know. I, I knew where I was going with that tangent, but I think what the tangent, what I'm trying to say is that we all do grow, we all do change, okay? And it's fine to change, and it's all fine to mature and walk away like I did, and tut, 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 and roll my eyes. Um, 
looking back, I should have turned around and given him a serving, but I would have lost because he had the microphone and I didn't. Anyway, sidetrack aside, now back to New Wapham. What I'm saying is, is that the world um, was a strange place, you know, to get this information, these bands. So when I was doing some research into international acts that were influenced by Nwabam. Now, here's the, here's the big thing. If they're influenced by Nwabam, are they still called Nwabam? Are they still New Wave of British heavy metal if they're not actually from Britain? It's an interesting um, thing because you see bands, like bands I'm going to mention today, there's a lot of bands, so little note, little side note, if you want to pause the episode as we go and write down the names of these bands and their albums, do so because there's a lot of them. I'm not going to review each of them. It's going to give you my highlights of the, their albums, um, where I could, where I've heard them, where I could find them, and um, what country they're from. Because I generally was astounded by the, and I, I, I literally only scraped the surface. Uh, I didn't get anywhere near any Australian bands. I didn't get anywhere near um, some, you know, South American bands. It was mainly Europe, but you'd be surprised. I was really surprised, and when you research them they do have this one sense of image that does look a bit like the cross between the Ramones and Iron Maiden which is what or you know Black Sabbath or Deep Purple is what um, New Album really was you know that kind of uh, long haired louts you know uh, making loud music that was fast aggressive um, vocally challenging often dark um, satanic themes Sometimes and a little bit unsad, a little bit misogynistic. I've spoken about that before, but I'm gonna uh, gonna go through them in the second part of the show, and uh, you'll be amazed. I was, I said, I was amazed. Uh, see, nowadays nothing would amaze me because if you put a if you put a band up on a style of music up on the internet, um, bingo. If you're good, at, if it, if it's hit the right market, uh, that scene is copied and looked. Well, not copied again. Sorry, is homaged uh, all over the world in very very quickly I mean you think about the Pistols you know when they played in Manchester um, on TV there all of a sudden overnight there were hundreds and hundreds of bands that formed um, you know the Buzzcocks and and, and so like you know the, the, the Clash so many different bands formed um, because they watched that program and only because they saw that program, they would not have known anywhere otherwise, right? That one moment, that one capture that wasn't repeated, it wasn't videoed, you couldn't stream it. It was if you were watching it at that time, it was live. That's the moment you had to be in front of your TV at that time. And it is uh, sensational to think that all those eyes that went on to make such spectacular music and create such uh, a vivid and uh, varied musical genre. And, and break the mold of music industry and completely change it were all in those eyes on that TV show at that one time. It's pretty amazing, right? It's the same with this. It's just like, I'm, you know, look at the years. If I go for, I go for the years of these things, they're all within the same year, one or two years. So how that information spread boggles my mind. Um, and, like, and it just shows you the veracity and the um, the love of what, of what they had for this music. Now, a lot of these bands have disbanded, moved on, they've probably all gone off to become bank managers, have children, mortgages, cats, dogs, you know, loves and lives and losses, all that sort of stuff. But some are still with us, playing around. There are a couple of big names in there which I'm going to pass over because I think that you probably already know that stuff. Uh, I'm much more in, uh, interested in the these sort of smaller bands that, would have just come and gone and done their bit and, and moved on. Um, now, I'm going to have some of my tea. And um, we'll pause for some adverts. And while the, uh, the world of commerce is bubbling through your ears, or if you wish to skip, please do skip, um, I will get ready for my list. And as I said, it's, it's, you'll hear it, it's a couple of pages. It's a fairly decent list. Um, if I get things wrong or I drop things or miss things I do apologize I was frantically trying to get all this onto one page because there's so much I didn't want to keep flicking through pages um so let's see on the other side how the Wobham or whatever you want to call it new wave of heavy metal maybe um 
has tra- how what well, did transcend across the world in a space of a year or two to create some absolutely stunning classics which you may never have heard of. Anyway, some of them are still are available. Um, you have to YouTube some of them. Some of them are all on Spotify, but it, you might have to dig for some of these. I had to dig, um, but it was well worth it. Anyway, I won't, I didn't listen to every single of these uh, track on these albums. I listened to basically one out one. I tried to listen to one track on each of the albums. Uh, so if I could find them, but anyway, see you after the break, guys. Bye for now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back, guys, to part two. Um, now, I was thinking in the break, uh, I might endeavour, and I think I will do, I'll write these all down um, in a Facebook post. Uh, probably won't get done for launch, but it won't get done sometime tomorrow. Um, well, if you listen to the show today when it was on launch, it should be done. But I'll get it done anyway. It'll be on there somewhere, and we'll try and get them all down for you. Uh where possible but anyway uh here we go so as i said it before in the first part it amazed me how this sound travel around the world i mean you know um more more sort of bigger band sounds easy to travel when you've got a lot of major label power behind you um hence the reason that maiden sort of moved forward in the um in the in the sort of rankings well obviously because they were amazing but but also because they had a, a good record deal. They did well uh, in their business uh, of the show, as they say. So it's been, you know, it, they did, they were in the right place at the right time with the right sound. But anyway, here we go. Now, as I said, if you want to stop it and pause, um, fine. Otherwise, if you've got a piece of paper, I'll try not to speak too fast. Blah, 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 blah. Done, see? That wasn't too fast, was it? No, I'll rewind it. Okay, done. Um it's, I'm recording at night time I've been working all day and I'm a little bit tired <laughs> I'm a little bit silly so we're going to start with uh, White Cross okay they're from Denmark uh, 1979 uh, they were they were they formed 
and the um, album that you might want to uh, look at what's well, actually one single there is one single um, fit for fight um, beside of uh, night flight to Tokyo which is uh, I think it's a cover version which is I again I really enjoyed it it was uh, very much as I'm not going to review all this because I could be here all night but I really enjoyed it this um, these are all these pieces of music I'm going to talk about I enjoyed what I heard of okay uh, and you might say Tony you're very easily pleased and I say well no not necessarily <laughs> oh, maybe anyway um, and then we look at we've got Heavy Load from Sweden it formed in 1976 Riders of the Ancient Storm um, I could only find small uh, things about Heavy Load uh, but what I found of them snippets of YouTube videos I really quite liked I actually think that the Swedes took that the sound really well here um and then we we move to uh, Finland with Oz O Z, okay, nineteen seventy seven, um, and their first album they formed in seventy seven, but the first album was in nineteen eighty three called Fire in the Brain. Uh, again, this is actually available, I think, on Spotify. I think I did find it. Well worth a listen. Uh, then we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go to. Um, Overdrive. Now, Overdrive are from Sweden. A lot of these are from Sweden, actually. So you can see why, because they did sort of have a... They were, I think, the most sort of adventurous country outside of the UK when it comes to early metal of that particular of this particular genre. Um, Overdrive and the um, band... The, the album came out in 1983 called Metal Attack. Uh, this I had a couple of these songs on a compilation album years ago, and it sort of when I was researching it, it made me think, ah, oh, yeah... There we go. And then there's Hand of Doom. Um, they're from Germany. Now, they are an interesting band um, because the album's called Poison Noise, but they do deal with um, a lyrical content, which, to be fair, if you are um, easily offended and you do find any of their songs, uh, be prepared to be shocked, okay? So... Um, they're a bit like Venom in that respect that they don't really care at what they say and who they say it to uh, if you don't mind that, brilliant, otherwise just be a bit warned on there, okay and we have and then we have my actual, uh, one of my favourites here, which is Gotham City um, and they they released the album The Unknown um, now, I couldn't find a year for that, oh 1980, that's right, they're also Swedish they are still going in one form or another and they do make play some they remind me a bit of um very early maiden with paul diano actually so that might if you like that kind of thing that might be the way for you uh have i said over then we've got overdrive they're from sweden as well um did i mention overdrive before see this is where my no yep okay now i couldn't find an album to recommend there's a lot of demos so if anyone knows overdrive from sweden in 1980 i'd like you to reach out and tell me if you can find any of this stuff because i did a bit of research and got sort of dead-ended slightly so um oh actually, no no sorry overdrive is metal attack see this is my handwriting overdrive is metal attack 1983 that's where they're on they're from sweden gotham city um did the unknown that's right sorry i apologize uh, see this is what happens when you scribble and scrabble trying to get it all onto one paper so I will reiterate that um, it's overdrive is metal attack that was on the concept on the the out the um, the sort of mix album I had and Gotham City did the unknown there you go but Gotham City sound like early maiden overdrive a bit like early uh, Saxon and I don't mean you know pre-Saxon <laughs> Iron Age man no I mean you know Saxon the band okay I'll try and keep myself in trim here let me try and keep myself in, in order um, then we've got Z uh, zero, uh, Zone Zero they're from 1980 uh, they're also from Sweden uh, Win or Die uh, was a single so that I couldn't again find albums I could only find a single from them um, they were they're a bit sort of Def Leppardy anyway and then we've got another band from Sweden called Torch um, their album is uh, Fine Racer. It's an EP, actually. Uh, Fire Racer, which is an EP. Um, then, again, one I couldn't find much on. 
uh, restreaming. So those that have got in your in your collection out there, kudos to you. If anyone has actually heard it and would like to send me a link to the web page, uh, my Facebook page, that would be fantastic. Um, again, if I had more time to research deeply into each of these bands, I'd probably take a whole month of episodes. Um, and then we're staying, then we move away from Sweden, right? Wow. Now we're in Norway with Arch. Um, that's A-R-T-C-H. And that's another return. Again, um, not not a band that I would go regularly back to. They were a bit, um, a bit diamond-heady without the good vocals. Sorry, those any members of Band Arch listening. Again, they're probably bank, I said they're probably bank managers now. But this is then we move to France. Now I was quite surprised here that France has quite a few. You can sort of understand because Britain being so close to France, easy for bands to travel into France to do small tours and France people coming up to London to see them if you're reading the news press the music newspaper press. So it's easy for us. You can see why France would be sort of like. I can understand, but Sweden and Norway and Finland, that's really quite, as I said before, it sort of takes my breath away thinking about it. But these bands are from um, Blas- uh, from France. Blaspheme, they're from France. They formed in 1981. Their first album, which self-titled, was in 1984. They do look a bit like Demon. And I don't mean they look like Demons, but the band Demon, um, their look is fantastic. You know, it's the leather, the long hair, the spikes on the arm, arm, wristbands, the white jeans, the stripy top. I mean, it's everything you want from Wobbum and more. It's almost Wobbum paint by numbers, but uh, trust me, um, a bit like Witchfind, when you think it sounds like going to be really dark and aggressive, they're not. They're actually quite sort of deep purpley in fact I think in, in sort of in sort of flavour if I was going to be honest then H-Bombs from France um, they're from 1981 uh, they have an album called Attack or A-T-T-A-Q-U-E Attaque if you're in France I suppose pardon me French listeners I'm not trying to butcher your beautiful language I'm just trying to get my trying to use my stupid English to get around it uh, H-Bomb are still going I sort of read I think um, they do have a sort of deep purpley, um, Led Zeppelin, Thin Lizzy kind of sound, that kind of side of New Album. Um, sort of very, very fast. I felt they were probably one of the fastest of the bands I'd heard. So if you find their stuff, you might enjoy it. Again, from France with High Power. Uh, that was also uh, a self titled first album from 1984. They were formed in 1978, but I think their first album was in 1981, according to this. But again, I could be wrong. Uh, I didn't hear. This is one I haven't heard. So I've put a Peds one line under it. Not heard. Please look at more. So again, if anyone's listening would like to um, point me in that direction, that would be fantastic. I hope this list talking is not boring people. It might help you sleep, though, if you're not too sure, if you're a bit tired. <laughs> um, but it's exciting because these bands I'd never heard of. I hope there's some bands you've never heard of. Um, Nightmare, which I had heard of before from France, um, they released their first, they were formed in 1979, released their first album in 1980. It's called Waiting for the Twilight. I actually quite like this band uh, because it's sort of, I saw them... I didn't see them live, but I've seen them on a like a YouTube thing with I think they were supporting Venom, or there was something like that. They were very similar kind of. It was like either Venom or it was Witchfinder General, one of those kind of bands. Uh, very doomy, I found, as that sort of doom side of of New Album. And then again, still in France, we've got Warning, and they their first album in 1980 was a self-titled album, Warning. Um, great, I mean, typical Norbum. All these have fantastic Norbum artwork, great logos. Looks like they've been drawn on the back of a bus on the way to the gig. Um, you know, uh, stenciled on. It's got like Voivod kind of writing. Um, it, you know, it, it just makes me smile. It's, it's everything that lo-fi, do it yourself, print and covers yourself, find the money, record it somewhere, get 500 copies out and just try and be a star and it's just sort of everything that makes me smile and what I love about music in general you know I do you know me I like the pomposity the the 
the the virtuosity the the madness and the craziness and the uh the polished of all music but i do uh, so deep down for many years i wouldn't listen to something if it was too cleanly polished um and and i i know why because this says to me youth-fueled rock and roll uh, it really does it says um ill-informed uneducated um uh, just trying their best to get out from the slum that they're in or the, the or the life they've they've found themselves in they want to just be something else make something themselves they don't want to pound steel in a factory or put knobs on radios or polish cars or whatever the monotonous job that these people had um, they wanted to get away from it office jobs and whatever and bands like Warning are just up my alley and then we get Saint, Satan Jokers. Um, now, the album title is actually called Les, now I'm going to butcher this in French, Les Fils de Mutel, which is Sons of Metal. Les Fils, les fils du Metal. I'm sorry, French people. God, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's terrible. I did three years of French in high school and all I can say is my name's Tony and I'm 11. Oh, no, and I'm from London. There you go. And I'm not going to say it now because I'll just embarrass myself to my lovely international listeners. But... Satan Jokers, that aside, they are very Judas Priesty. They have a Judas Priest image. Pardon me, I've just hit the mic. They um, now a lot of this stuff is now a lot of this stuff. Don't be scared. It's not all sung in French or in Dutch or whatever. A lot of it is actually in COD English. They're trying to because it makes no sense for them to just stay within their own market. They're trying to get international. So you'll find stuff in their own language and you'll find stuff in English. And I genuinely like their own language more because you get the more emotion. But at the same time, if you want to sing along to the lyric uh, and you can't speak that language, but then again, you don't need it because you've got the music. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Sometimes the lyrics don't need to be there. You just want to enjoy the music, okay? And then we move away from France. Ooh, now we go to Chile, Denmark, and we have um, Evil. Uh, now their first album was released in 1984, two years after they formed, so a little bit outside the Nawabam thing. Um, they were called their song album's called Evil Message. Now, again, this is a band I actually knew because I sort of vaguely remember them on another one of those sort of um, best of uh, Euro metal albums that was on cassette when I was a teenager. Um, don't ask me what one it was. I can't remember. I just remember it being played a couple of times to me while we were all sitting around um, in my mate's lounge room. Hang on. And Evil was one of them. And it's funny because I couldn't name you a track because it was too long ago, but I, as soon as I listened to the second track on the album, I was like, ah, yep, I know that. And it's not just because it sounds like a lot of other bands of the same time and the same vintage. It generally has, it just triggered a memory. And me and Daniel and Terry and um, you know because uh, we start he's Daniel and Terry started listening off to early hip hop which I really enjoy and I enjoyed then um, but occasionally they'd pull out a heavy rock album or a heavy metal album or cassette his dad Terry mate his dad Terry <laughs> would get him and um, it was out of the dad's collection because he was a bit of a stoner and he liked all sorts of like um you know, Hawkwind and Deep Purple and Sabbath and all sort of stuff. So he got some gems from his collection. And I remember that being there. Well, I, it, I think I do. It might just be wanting to remember it. I don't know. And then we move all the way. Now, this is the one. It astounds me. All the way to Canada. Now, not all of these bands are going to turn around and say, yes, we are Nueva. We are influenced by Noobum. They might just say, no, we're heavy metal. And we just unfortunately got lumped into that um, scene, which is what um, some of the big bands like to sort of now are distancing themselves from it. Maiden have done. Um, the All-American Good Boys and Def Leppard have definitely moved themselves away, even though um, their best albums were definitely of that part of the movement. Uh, people will say, oh, no, but it's, you know, Hysteria and Pyromania. No, 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 God, no, no. Um, the first few albums, Into the Night, I think is one of them, is just absolutely, On Into the Night, it's just an amazing album, right? Anyway, 
that's my moan aside. Um, yeah, Canada. And we have uh, Sacral Blade. That's a great name for a band, isn't it? And that's the thing as well, isn't it, about the Norman movement? The names were brilliant. You know, you could get patches and T-shirts with names on it. You sort of walk around, you wouldn't feel like a, a prick. You know, Sacral Blade, High Power, H-Bomb, Blasphemy, Zone Zero, Overdrive, Gotham City, Heavy Load, White Cl All these, you know, brilliant. You, you know, Angel Witch, Diamond Head, Praying Mantis, Satan, Demon, Witchfind, Witchfinder General. I mean, you know, Vardis. I mean, I could go on and on and on. They're just brilliant names. These kids were such an imagination they had. You know, they weren't being trying too clever, like, you know, reformed memories of Satan or something. They were, they were being different, you know. They were just, they were finding names that could be catchy and would look nice with good font, basically, right? Venom, classic name, brilliant name. Couldn't get it. I mean, that's the most, I mean, along with Iron Maiden, is one of the sort of the names of the of the movement for me. Um, and then we get, like, here, another brilliant name. Again, another Canadian band, Witch Killer. From 1981, Days of the Saxons is the name of the album. Oh, right, man. I mean... Again, if I've missed any, I'm, there's so many bands that I could have talked about, right? I'm not going to. I'm just going to go through the list I had. But Witch Killer, I tracked them down on YouTube because um, I thought I've got to hear something of Days of Sax of the Saxons, and it's so lo-fi, it's so unpolished, it, you know, it's so thin-sounding. And you might go, Tony, that's that's horrible. I don't want to be involved with that. But trust me, take your your CD mentality out of your head and your gleaming white polished product and take a listen to what rock and roll really is and truly is, which is um, a youth movement that makes that is created by people who have sometimes no idea where they're going but want to get there and want to get there with such passion. And to me... Witch Killer and Days of the Saxons is prime example of this. Prime example, okay. Then we go back to France with Trust. Now, Trust is one of those bands that most people have in who like heavy metal are really interested in the history of the of the genre will probably know. Trust were playing around with Maiden and with um, Samson and all those sort of people um, over in France quite a bit and I believe now I could be wrong here um, this is right this is the memory that I'm pricking out my picking out of my brain if I'm wrong please do tell me but I believe that Nico McBrain the esteemed Nico was playing with trust over in France when Maiden were playing there and that's where they saw him and then it's when he joined the band um, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that's the that's the story again could be wrong um i didn't fact check it so if i'm wrong i apologize guys but that's a memory i'm thinking of and then we've got um another fascinating name of a band uh maltese falcon named after the movie right from denmark and their um album 93 is called metal rush trust by the way formed in 1979 i should say and white witch killer was 1981 um and sacral blade was 1979 uh, and there, so a Sacral Blades album is Out of the Sun and Moon. Sorry, I almost forgot that. Uh, what a brilliant name for a band. God, Sacral Blades, so good. Um, but Maltese Falcon uh, from Denmark, Metal Rush, they are a bit, um, they're bordering on the hair metal y kind of sound, if I have to be, if I have to be honest with you. Uh, a bit, bit sort of, there's definite. Uh, influences of Rush in there and Deep Purple and Black Sabbath and um, Led Zeppelin and, and all sorts of things which is the same in all of those bands because a lot of them even though they'll tell you differently they would be influenced by punk they would be influenced by progressive rock they'd be influenced by the Beatles by the Stones um, a lot of them were gifted musicians that were influenced by blues and jazz they just 
wanted something more fiery and aggressive and something that was more in tune with how they felt at the time, which is how the punk movement um, burst and became so fiery. It's because it, it, it attacked the zeitgeist. Um, it, you know, it sort of hit that moment in time. And I think New Wave of British Heavy Metal has done, did that in 1980 to 1980, like 79 to 82, right? Um, it did that. Uh, it burnt brightly. It burnt fast and it, it disappeared but it did disappear completely the movement itself may have uh, outgrown itself which is what these things often do they they grow so quickly they that they expand and change and um become this sort of fiery furnace that can't burn so for so long but when they the ashes from the ashes comes other movements like scar like New wave, like new wave, new wave music, like um, pop, electro, acid house, dance. You know, same with with metal. It's the same thing. You know, the the new wave British heavy metal burnt so quickly, took brought all these amazing ideas in, got all these great band names, all this fervor, and then dissipated off into all its little subgenres. You know, black metal, death metal, thrash speed metal power metal progressive it all comes truly as i generally believe i generally think this it all filters from that one um movement that spawned itself from the north of england mainly where times were hard and the way out was music uh, and uh for me or acting but mainly music because it was accessible and it was the way, and, and it was the way you communicate with each other, and uh, yeah, I, I, and the way that the fact that it, it moved across the world into all its different little niches, and then you can imagine little fingers going off into different areas, like in Sweden, it becoming Celtic Frost, and you know, and in, in, in um, and in sort of Canada, Canada, it becoming um, you know, I'm. I'm blank to think of a Connecticut Asian band. Sorry, Canada, I didn't mean that. Um, but, you know, off to be like whatever Canadian metal band scene you have there. Um, in America, almost infinite because of the size of the country, you know, going to become Slayer and Megadeth and Anthrax and all oh God knows what onto there. And, you know, Brazil becoming Sepultura and all, all this stuff. I'm sorry, Canada, I've really embarrassed myself by... It was because I just mentioned it off the top of my head. I'm not being rude. Um, there's, I'm sure once I press stop, I'll go, oh, Tony, you dickhead. There's a Canadian band that completely didn't think of. Um, but you know what I mean? It, it, it's all over. It's everywhere, right? And all growing their own little scenes and doing their own little thing. And we're back to the beginning again with uh, Kirith Ungo, right? Yes, they were 71 formed, but their main sound really bloomed and flourished in around the new wave of British heavy metal um, expansion across the world and what's wonderful about bands like Kirith Ungor and I'm going to go back to them is they haven't gone and said right we've got to grow now we've got to be someone else we've got to be pretend to do oh I don't want to do songs about dragons anymore that's not selling records let's let's sing a song about teenage love no they stuck to their guns. That's what they do. It's what they are passionate about. It's what they do very well. It's what their fans love. Yes, their sound has changed from the first album in 79 to... Oh, sorry, um, early 70s to, to now. Massively, because of, of course it's going to change because they haven't kept the same lineup. People do come and go. Um, and a, as you play for 40-odd years, you're going to get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And your sound is going to be less... Um, uh, less lo-fi and more polished because you have more money and you have more time and you've got more power and more studio nuance uh, knowledge and a bit more understanding of production and and what sells and what doesn't sell and what is good and what isn't good um that that is wonderful but it does sometimes you, you know, you, you lose a little bit in, in it. But the last album of theirs that just come out recently is an absolute cracker. I've, I've been playing it 
on heavy rotation for the last week or so. It's absolutely a cracking album. I highly recommend it. I'm not going to review it here because I'm running out of time. All I wanted to talk about today was the Nwabam expansion across the world. Some bands you might want to enjoy listening to. Uh, as I said, do have a listen to any of those. I will try studiously to write them on my Facebook page um, over the next day or so. Uh, otherwise, be my guest, pause it, write it down, come back up. I haven't spoke too quickly. As I said, I've made a few boo-boos because I try to squeeze it all onto one page and I write the size of a dinosaur. Like my writing is so big. Writing small is really hard for me. Um, so, <laughs> and then I scribble everywhere because that's where my brain works. So I go, oh, what did I write there? Um, people have said to me, why don't you type, why don't you word process it? But that takes the love out of it. I can't, in, it wouldn't be as much an enjoyable seeing in front of a computer typing, scribbling with a pencil and a blank piece of paper is much more enjoyable for me anyway. It might be frustrating for some listeners um, that I don't, I don't always get it right, but hey, you know what you get when you come and listen to me, eh? Anyway, that's for me this week. I hope you've had a safe week. I'll be keeping, getting ready for the festive season. I've already set up my week of Christmas episodes, which will be week Christmas week. It'll be 10 minutes per episode for the seven days previous to Christmas leading up to Christmas Eve. Um, I'm looking forward to that. That's a challenge that I like every year. Uh, so there won't be one, won't be a major one long episode uh, that week. It'll just be five releases, seven releases, 10 minutes per day. Um, you can wait till they finish Christmas Eve and binge them all at once, or you can listen day by day. It's up to you. It really doesn't matter. Anyway, last thing I'm going to say is please do come like, subscribe, review. Uh, it helps me get more um, listeners because the algorithm, the more that you review it, the more algorithms likes me, the more the algorithm pushes me in the faces of other people, rightly or wrongly. <laughs> um, anyway, that's me, me chatting away. I hope you enjoyed that. I really, really enjoyed um, looking into these bands. I'd seen some I'd never heard of before. I refreshed some as I had heard of. I've, Im I've insulted a major nation uh, in Canada. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to. Uh, it was purely just old man, late at night, brain fuss. You know. Anyway, that aside, if I see my... Canadian listeners drop off the cliff I'll know why bye for now talk to you next week keep safe ta-ta Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.